why I do it is to help, you know, young entrepreneurs build winning businesses. And, and so however I can deliver that, you know, that's what I'm working towards is, is figuring out all the different ways that I can help in that area. Welcome to episode number eight of the Dode Mode podcast. Today, I am interviewing Adam Hoffman, a businessman with a pretty diverse skill set and history in the business and small business world. Um, He's a fascinating person to talk to and have a conversation with, and I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did having it with him. So let's jump right in. Cool. Welcome to the podcast, Adam. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's exciting. Absolutely. Um, So Adam, to get us started, can you give me a little background of kind of where you started out, um, like kind of how your life has gone up until the present moment? Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, born and raised in, uh, you know, north of Toronto, Uh, had a great childhood growing up and my, my parents were always very entrepreneurial um, had had a great business um, going for my entire childhood. So business is always part of my life and and a big part of my life. And so from there, I you know I went to business school out of high school. Um, and out of business school, I wanted to focus on uh, I thought I wanted to focus on personal finance. So I went and worked for a bank um, and then a hedge fund after learning personal finance wasn't where I wanted to go and um, you know, what I realize now looking back is that I loved business, but, you know, small business and entrepreneurial, you know, education or something like that wasn't really um, brought forward by my high school or from any, you know, from any formal, you know, schooling that I had, especially even at business school, most of it was, you know, big time accounting or finance or whatever. Right. So, um, you know, there wasn't that, that, I guess that itch wasn't being scratched from anything that I was doing with the bigger organizations. And then I got approached uh, by a friend of mine one summer when I was moving from a hedge fund to another private equity firm. He said, he asked me if I wanted to join him and uh, start um, uh, a a training center essentially and and grow. The goal was to grow the athletic training center uh, to a point where we were the, the best training center in the country um, and our, our, our athletes from Canadian, you know, or, or our best Canadian athletes wouldn't need to go to the U S which was the trend, you know, 10 years ago was, you know, if you, if you needed to, um, excel in sports, you left and went down to, um, to, uh, American schools. So we set out to do that. And that turned from athlete Institute that turned into orange Row prep, it turned into CrossFit orange Row, all of these businesses, um, popped up from that uh, over the 10 years. And you know, we, we were able to do some pretty amazing things over that time period. But that's what led me to where I am now, which is uh, business coaching. So from that experience, launching, running, selling, all of these businesses um, led me to what I really love to do, which is to help people grow and build their businesses. So that's where I'm at now, which is uh, you know, back road business coaching. Cool. That's awesome. So yeah. you touched on it a little bit, but did going to business school um, 
like for someone who's looking to get into business, is that a route you would recommend or are there other ways um, a green person could get into the world of business um, from a blank slate, so to speak? Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I think there's so much material and so many, um, you know, so much content out there that will help, you know, build a very solid foundation for anybody that's entrepreneurial. At the end of the day, you know, you're, you, you can take any textbook and any, you know, teachings and uh, it's, it's just not going to prepare you for what it's really like in the real world. So uh, yeah, do, we, do you need business school? Do you need to pay that much money for post-secondary or an MBA or whatever it is? No, definitely, definitely not as far as starting your own business. No, I, I, I don't think you need to do that. Um, you know, I, there, there's, a, there's a component of, you know, self-development that is so key as far as growing as a person um, and, and building your, your abilities as a, as a human, um, that's, that's much more important than in business than it is, you know, reading a textbook and learning the brass tacks about, you know, how to run a business. You can, you can figure that stuff out without having to go to school. And at the end of the day, it's really just <laughs> trial and error facing, you know, rejection over and over again. Um, and, and, and trying things quickly, failing, trying again, and and that's running a business. It's not, uh, you know, you don't need to go to school for it. So speaking of trial and error, kind of, what would you say to someone who wants to start their, start their business journey, but they kind of feel like they need some guidance or something, or they're not, they're not ready for those failures, you know, do you have any examples of, of failures in your own businesses where it turned out for the better or where you learned something or how you could sort of um, talk to someone who's scared of making that first jump and maybe not having it all work out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think first and foremost, there's, there's somebody in your life that um, has either done it before uh, or, or has an expertise or, you know, great knowledge in business. There's there's somebody out there that you can reach out to that would be happy to mentor you. Um, that would be my first suggestion is to go out and find a team of people, mentors that have been there and done it and, you know, use them as a sounding board for your concerns, for your thoughts, for your ideas. And it's not that you necessarily have to take them, but it's really important that you you have that um, community around you to, 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 to take that first jump. Now, with that being said, it's really important not to expand past that. So not to ask your friends and ask your, you know, your family members, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Cause all of those opinions and all of those suggestions, if they're unqualified or, you know, unknowing about everything that's going on can really be discouraging, you know, at an early stage when you're making that jump into a, to starting your own business. So I'd be very careful about who you let in, be very selective and intentional about only a few people that have experience that, 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 that have your, that are encouraging, but real. And that can really support you during that time. That's that, that would be, uh, number one um, examples of 
of that now is like I, I when I first started, you know, backroll business coaching, I used I used four mentors. Um, I, I built out a trusted advisor team um, with people of varying um, business experience, people that you know have sold their their businesses, built and sold, people that are currently building really really great businesses, people that are um, have experience as CEOs and executives and in big U.S. companies, like all just sort of every sort of variation of of business, but they all have something in common, which is experience. Um, and my best interest at, at heart. So, you know, maybe three out of four like an idea, maybe, you know, two out of four like an idea, whatever it is, it's it's great to have feedback, but it's also, um, you know, not necessary that you just take their suggestions and run with them. Um, but it, it's great to have that. Um, examples of, of you know, I, I think when we, when we start, first started Athlete Institute, it would have been really great to have that, um, you, you know, a little bit more because we were both very young when we started that. Um, it, it would have been great to have, uh, whether it was business coaches or, um, you know, uh, advisors or a team of people that that we could really uh, use to uh, bounce ideas off of and, and get their feedback on and, and, and for, you know, essentially guidance on, on how to build that business. Um, that would have been really, really uh, great. We, we didn't really have that. And I think that we, we definitely missed some opportunities along the way if, uh, without it. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I've, that's something I've, uh, I've thought about a lot is how uh, everyone will offer advice, right? But, but uh, you really should only listen to the people who are in the place that you are working towards, right? Totally. So, so, you know, Absolutely. everyone's uncle's dog is going to tell you the best way to do something, but yeah. it's, it's not necessarily going to be the best way to do it. Um, For sure. And you're excited about it, right? So you want to share, Hey, I've got this idea. I'm doing this. I'm working on this. You know, when somebody first thing they ask you at a, at a get together or, or when they're catching up with you, Hey, what are you up to? Oh, I'm doing this podcast or I just launched. Oh, cool. You should do this, that. And, oh, okay. Well, now it's like, it's, it's tough. It's a tough place to, to be because there are people, you know, everybody has good ideas. Everybody has ideas, let's say. And it's, it's difficult to um, filter out the good ones. And, and especially when you're, you know, you can only focus in on a certain amount of things, your capacity to go in a certain direction. You can only focus on a few things at once. So definitely having a system in place that filters out the good ideas and understands how to prioritize certain things to move forward um, is, is massive. And it's like, it, it's, it's, it, it, it takes time and it takes practice and it takes trial and error. And it, it's definitely important, um, especially in today's day and age too, when you have Instagram and all the social media and everything that, you know, people are telling you to do buy this, buy that, sign up for this course, that course, it's, 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 you know, that master master class, whatever it is. Um, yeah, you, you, it, you need to be selective and, and put systems in place to protect your, your brain from uh, all of that input and overload. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so many different, um, different outlets that are trying to influence the way you do things. And for I sure. think some of the power comes from uh, like being able to take some feedback, but not, not kind of 
wishy-washy bending to everything everybody says to you you know absolutely yeah yeah 100 percent. that's a great point so how would you say that passion plays into a business as a business owner or someone who's working in that world um like how important is it to be passionate about what you do because obviously there's a lot of businesses out there that aren't interesting there's garbage removal there's plumbing all that kind of stuff how important do you think it is for someone who's starting a business to be uh passionate about what they do yeah i think over time it, my my answer on that is has changed drastically at first you know we're always told you know do what you love to do find something you're passionate about you'll never work a day in your life whatever the the sayings are um you know, so for me, it was like, wow, when I first had that opportunity to work in sports, I was like, wow, I love, I love business. I love sports. This is perfect. I'll work on the business side of a sports business. Like what could be better than that? Fast forward to now, I don't watch any sports. I love, I, 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 I can't look at, you know, a basketball game the same way. I, I don't enjoy um, sitting down to watch it. You know, you, you kind of lose uh, or for me personally, I've lost that passion um, for that specific thing that you're in, you're in, ingrained in, you know, you, I'm sure if you worked at your favorite restaurant, you'd probably get sick of the food, you know, that sort of, that sort of thing where it's just like you, you lose the passion if it's based off of a, a hobby or a love of something. Um, so for me, the passion has to be anchored to the result. You know, if you're if you're using garbage removal uh, as a means to an end where, you know, that means uh, you, you you run a fantastic business, you employ hundreds of people, you contribute to your community, you're making a difference in the world, uh, you're making, you know, you're, you're becoming financially uh, independent and it puts your kids through school and it, you know, gives you everything that you want to get, you know, all these things like the result is what you should be passionate about versus the business and, and, and the actual um, thing that you're, you're doing because passion can only take you so far, but the, the real results come when you really, really focus in on, you know, why you're doing it. Um, and the the big picture of the result that you're going to get from actually doing it that will keep you motivated that will keep you uh you know jumping over the hurdles and you're going to get knocked down well you know passion can only take you so far it's the other it's the other key areas that that will keep you going and get you get you the results right that's huge yeah everybody wants to start a little boutique coffee shop or whatever but those things don't always fly right Totally. Um, and, and, and yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And to your, to that example, there's, you know, why, why do you want to start a coffee shop? Right. What is the, what is the goal here? Do you want to be a millionaire running a small coffee shop on the corner of your town? You know, the town has, you know, a thousand people in it. There needs to be a different business model there. You know, that, that, you know, that, that involves franchising it. If like, what is the, what is the ultimate result? If it's to make, you know, $50,000 salary because you have a, a, a spouse that makes more or money doesn't matter or whatever it is, and you just want to, you know, contribute to the, um, to the community through a coffee shop, that's great. We can do that. That can happen. Uh, so what would you say for you personally are some of the most 
rewarding things or the kind of the the goals that keep you moving all the time because like you said passion passion only goes so far and inspiration kind of only lasts so long right at the end of the day there's a certain amount of um commitment and discipline and and you have to have i feel like you have to have a goal that's bigger than just some little thing where it keeps you going even on the days where you're not feeling like showing up for work right especially when you're self-employed or something so what what would you if you could touch on that what are some things for you personally that keep you going yeah so for for me i think it's it's super important we talk about this with with every client is having those things that you do every day that you feel that are within your control that make you feel accomplished so um for a lot of people that's usually around lead generation you know, for a lot of businesses, that's the key is how do you find your next uh, customer? Uh, so for that, if that's the case, and, and for some people, it's not other, you know, some people have other things that they're challenges that they're working on. But let's say let's le- use that as a lead, you know, as an example for lead generation. You know, there's all of these different ways of generating leads. So it's determining what is it that uh, what is the system that allows you to do xyz maybe it's three or four things you do every single day that are, are within your control you can't control whether a person actually pulls out their credit card or, or pays you for your service that's out of your control that's in their that's in their hands but what can you do to generate those leads every single day that makes you feel like okay i've done something today depending you know regardless of that result or you know getting a sale uh, I think that's super important. So systemizing something that allows you to feel accomplished and 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 stay on course, whether you're passionate that day, motivated that day, um, or, you know, or or you're on the verge of burning out. You got you know you've been doing it for six straight weeks. You've got a you know a week off coming up. You're on your last day. It's tiring. It's hard. You know, you're distracted by a million things. Well, no, it's, it's, you got to do it. It's the, it's, it's regard. It's the habit you, you build and the system you put in place. So that's, that's key. Like that's massive. Um, and for me, it's, 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 it's around, you know, for my business, it's around lead generation for other people. It's, it's, you know, it could be, um, you know, whether it's content creation or, um, whatever there's a million different things that you could you could focus on uh, depending on where you want your business to go or what your what hurdle you're trying to get over but i think that's that's massive is is getting systems in place um to uh to eliminate working off of feel cool. if that makes sense yeah totally yeah, yeah. because that yeah those feelings they come and they go right totally and and in the the second thing is making sure that it's scheduled. Now that's that's let's say it's your first thirty minutes to ninety minutes of your day. That's what you do. And making sure that you you get in the habit of doing that, regardless of this conversation, that conversation, um, anything personal coming in. Like these, this is what this is what your job is. And I think from from a entrepreneurial standpoint, 
that's where the challenge comes in. You're not going to a nine to five job where somebody, uh, you know, a manager says, Hey, this is your job is what we needs to be done today. So you go out and you do it, show up at nine, you leave at five. So we have to create as entrepreneurs, that environment. Um, I think there's sort of this misnomer where it's like, you know, Oh, you, you get, you're an entrepreneur so you, or your business owner. So you get to make your own hours true, but it doesn't mean you you that frees you up from committing your time to the important things that need to be done and putting in that discipline and that work right yeah that makes a lot of sense and you're a big fitness guy which a lot mm-hmm. of this transfers over to personal fitness goals as well right where yeah. if you're like let's say being a business owner is similar to working out on your own versus going to a job where yes. it's like more like working out with a coach or something. Yes. If you're following your own, uh, your own schedule, you can, there's no one holding you accountable, right? You can not show up or having a bad day. I'll just stay yep. home today. Um, so some of those things have to be built in as habits or put on your schedule yes. and you have to hold yourself accountable to those. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, when it's a good day, and it's not a good day. Like at the end of the day, I know if I've had a good day, I've moved the business forward, or it wasn't, you know, and and you have to have your checks and balances in place to make sure you you get you have more good days than bad days. And if you want to draw the parallel between, you know, it's a great parallel to make or um, comparison to make, because, you know, for me, I have a lot of I have a lot of trouble working out at home. I really admire, I can't believe, you know, there's some people that are, are incredible that they're just able to drop everything and go and work out at home. And that's, that is something that I'm not able to do. So I put myself in an environment where that, you know, like for, I, I use CrossFit as, as my method of fitness because it holds me accountable. I have accountability partners. I have friends that say, are you coming today? Are you, what, you know, what days of the week are you going to be in? Um, and then there's coaches there that that tell me what to do right i don't have to worry about thinking about a program when i go into a a gym you know what am i going to do today it's on the board i do it i work hard at it and then i go home and so for me that's that is you know i don't think you know people are more disciplined than other people i i think you just put yourself in an environment that and create that environment around you that holds you accountable that keeps you uh, doing the things, whether you're motivated or not to do it. I'm not motivated on a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. Some, you know, I, I, I choose Monday, Wednesday, Friday, certain times I go and I do it. And um, that's just the routine. And I know it's, that's what I have to do. So I put myself, I put, I guess, things around me, systems around me to make sure that I stay disciplined um, in those areas. Same with the business. Right. So you're not, you're not going to work for someone else, but you're still creating an environment where you have to show up totally. for yourself. You know, my four my four advisors know what I'm working towards based on our conversations every quarter. Well, if I don't, if I show up and I don't haven't done those, that's embarrassing. I'm totally. wasting their time. <laughs> you know? Not to mention your own time, right? Exactly. Uh, and what are we doing this for? If, 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 you know, we know what needs to be done to grow, to build, you know, if I'm not doing those things, that's not a good day. Those are not good times. 
for sure for sure yeah um what would you say are some hurdles um for someone starting a business or getting into the business world um because you've obviously started a few mm -hmm. small businesses and stuff what are some common hurdles and what might be some things that appear to be hurdles but when you get on the other side of them they end up not being a big deal like i'll give an example for myself starting this podcast mm -hmm. um it's something i've always wanted to do but it was something i had to do to start it right so it it just felt like it felt like a bit of a mountain to climb and then when i decided to go for it and i started by recording some episodes with buddies just to get my feet under me and um get used to it and stuff and it turned out to be a lot easier than it looked before I had started. And now I'm wishing I started earlier, you know? So what would be some <laughs> yeah. examples of that kind of stuff in the business world? Yeah. And that's, I think you, you summarized it perfectly. And that's, that's basically every hurdle that you face, you will look back on and be like, well, why was that even, why was I even worried about that? All I had to do was put one foot in front of the other and take that first step, right? Now you can tell anybody and, and show anybody and convince every, anybody that starting a podcast is not a big deal, right? Because you have done it and you've gone through the process of doing it. You know what to do and what to expect. And um, that's probably the biggest hurdle is, is, is taking that first step with any business um, towards starting it because you have to put yourself out there without putting yourself out there and saying, I'm doing this. You have no audience, you have no customers, you have nothing to build your business off of. And I think that's the biggest, the biggest hurdle is that those first steps that you take towards making those first steps that you take towards doing the thing you want to do. Um, and then any, you know, looking back on any of those, they're really not, you know, you know, once you've done them and you've gone through the process, it's like going, it's like your first day of school, right? Or first day at a camp or first day at anything. You show up, you're a little, little intimidated, first day at a CrossFit class, whatever it is, fitness, new, new gym. You're a little nervous. You don't know what to expect. Um, it's, it's un, it's the unknown is the biggest hurdle. And then once you get in there and step in, you do your first day you start to build momentum and you keep consistent at it. Um, then it, then it just becomes uh, a, a lot smoother and easier. And, and, you know, of course there's going to be bumps in the road and you're going to get knocked down and get back up again and knock down, get back up again. You know, when you start working out or you, you know, you do something like CrossFit, you're going to get hurt. You're going to, you're pushing your body to the limit. So you're going to get tired. You're going to be sore. You're going to, you know, all these things. Um, and you might miss a week, you go on vacation and you just get back to it. And the same thing with a business is that it's never going to run smoothly the whole time. And, and you just have to, you know, know, you know, keep why you're doing it, you know, front and center, the results that you, you want, you will be building towards front and center and what, you know, and, and you just keep going. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Those, those little things, right. If you, I like how you mentioned consistency there because, mm -hmm. The, the day to day, a day can be really tough, right? In oh. anything in fitness and work and business. Mm -hmm. um, but then over the course of three, six months, a year, 10 years, right? Those things, those little things kind of disappear when you zoom out on For the sure. entire timeline. And if you've been consistent, you're going to have progress, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And it's breaking down. You know, you have your big goals and you have your, your milestones and you have the things that you're working towards, you know, the big things that you're working towards, but, but, you know, breaking it down into a systematic, consistent approach uh, and doing those things every single day, week, month, quarter. um, That's all you can, all you can focus on is what you can do right now and keep it consistent over time. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you, where do you see yourself going? Like, uh, you've had like a pretty diverse kind of, kind of dipped your toes in a lot of different pools in the business world. Do you have any other kind of goals with where you're hoping to go or any other, um, big projects? I guess some of that stuff maybe is on the back burner right now, but just anything coming up in the future or anything you see yourself doing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, for now, obviously I want to build this coaching business up um, and, and, and I'm, I'm doing it on my own right now. So getting to a point where, you know, it's, it's growing to more of a a business than it is, you know, than it is just me helping clients. Um, I would, you know, obviously that's a priority is growing this to, um, uh, to that point. Uh, but you know, it's, I, 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 my, I will always keep my eye open for, um, other business opportunities. Like that's just sort of inside of, of me. So I can't say right now that I'm looking at, you know, starting other businesses or, or doing other things. Uh, right now, my full focus is on the coaching business and, and, you know, adding the most value I can to my, my clients that I do have and, and building out that roster to not, not massive roster, just, you know, I have my goals on the number of people I want to work with and um, it's, it's a small group. And then from there, I'll expand the coaching business from different, different offerings and different opportunities to add value. Cause you know, my, I, you know, is to help, you know, young entrepreneurs build winning businesses. And, and so however I can deliver that, you know, that's what I'm working towards is, is figuring out all the different ways that I can help in that area right now. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Uh, You touched on this a little bit. I just want to rewind to, close to the beginning of our conversation where you were talking about um, getting a couple key uh, mentors or people around Mm -hmm. you who can help you move in the direction you want to go. Do you think you could expand a little bit on maybe how someone can find um, the people that they want to be around and be with? Because we all know the people we're with uh, will either drag us down or build us up, right? Totally. Um, can you touch on that a yeah. little bit? Yeah, I think the number one is finding somebody that shares the same values as you. So, you know, um, their lifestyle, you know, it's, it's, it's great because they're not trying to sell themselves as mentors. So you can observe people in your life um, and, and decide if that's somebody that would bring you up if you were spending an hour or two with them every few months or, you know, whatever, 30 minute conversation every month, whatever it is, or would they bring you down? Is it somebody that you don't really want input from? Um, so evaluate their values. Do they match with you? And um, the big ones, right? Obviously people have, you know, 
different likes and dislikes and whatever. You can't match on everything, which is a good thing because you, you don't want somebody just to say, yes, great. Yes, do it. Yes, great. Yes, that's amazing. Like you want somebody to to look at it with, um, you know, with your best interest in mind. So if it's a bad idea or a bad thought, well, they should tell you that, right? Um, so th that part, the second part is, you know, do they, can they bring an expertise or an experience to the table, you know, for you to, to utilize? Cause with that comes all of the mistakes they make and all of the things they've learned. So they can really expedite, you know, can they expedite your business? So for you and your podcast, you know, who's, who's maybe done podcasting before, who's had broadcasting experience or who's, you know, built a business and, you know, all of these different things that people, you know, skill sets that people can develop over time or have an expertise in that, that can help you in a certain way with your podcast. Um, then do they, do they really match the values that you have? Um, and then the third thing is, are they, are they open to it and, and, and just approaching them? It, you know, most of the time I, I, they're, they're honored to be asked to, to sit down with you and, and, and be a part of your journey. I don't think, you know, and if they say no, you don't want them to be anyways, right? You want people around you that are, 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 are that want to help and that want to build you up. And, um, anyone would be honored to, uh, to be, to be asked that for sure. So I think, you know, those three things are, are key. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're running low on time here, Adam. Um, I'll just shoot one last one at you. If someone sure. is uh, not really sure what to do or what kind of business they could start, um, do you have any tips or ideas? Like where can someone find, hey, I could start a business. Not everyone has a business idea, but they want to get into the world. You know, do you have any tips or ideas on that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, where to start? I think, you know, the, the best place to start is um, with identifying an area of lack, whether that's in your community or online or whatever you're seeing in a, in a product or a service. If you see that there's people talking about, oh, why don't they just do this? Or why doesn't this just happen? Or I wish this thing did that. Right away, you know you have something or a market when you listen to areas of lack around you, I think that's a great place to start. And then from there, you know, does that, does that align with your values and, and your, you know, the areas of your life that, that um, are important to, um, to overlap. And, you know, you don't want to, you know, just because there's people around talking about, you know, whatever, uh, a new alcohol that they wish they, you know, that was, you know, and if you don't drink and you're not really involved in that world, well, then that like, don't go that route, right? <laughs> so it doesn't have to align with your passion, but I really do think it has to align with your values. So, um, you know, those two things, find the idea, um, align it with your values. And from there, it's a matter of, you know, breaking it down into a really small. So one of the businesses, you know, we built and, and sold um, my initial goal was, uh, you know, I see there's a lack here in the world of um, it was, it's a body, it was a body powder. Um, I see that there is a, a, a lack here 
because I've been looking for it personally and can't find this specific product. So there's a lack. Then I was like, well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna align it with my values, um, and the whole brand positioning and the brand messaging is going to align with my values. And now my first goal is I just want to get it on in one store. What do I need to do to get it into one retail store? Okay. And then that creates a massive list of all the things that I need to do from UPC codes to packaging, to logo designs, to, you know, all of these things. And then you just create that massive list and you pick off the, the first thing that you need to do and you just start moving that direction. Those are the three three steps to sort of getting started. Awesome. That's powerful. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thank cool. you so much for jumping on the show. Thank you. Um, Thanks for having me. Good. Absolutely. This is great, man. This is great. Yeah. Congratulations on the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. it. It's been a pleasure chatting with cool. you. You too. We'll talk soon. Cool. All right. All right. Peace and love. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to episode number eight of the Dode Mode podcast. Um, Again, if you guys wouldn't mind jumping over on the Instagram and leave a comment, let me know you were here. Leave me a little five stars on Spotify. Thanks again to Adam Hoffman for jumping on the show. I had a great chat with you. And thanks to all the listeners for showing up here. And thanks to my brother Duke for the great music. I will hope to see you guys on the next episode. And until then, peace and love. Bye.